What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode eight of the Hallway Podcast. Me and Chris talk about decisiveness, the influence that Joe Rogan has on us in the United States and possibly around the world, and the way that humans are potentially viruses, and much, much more. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks again for walking with us. You know, they did a study, I think it was, so I used to sell handbags when it was like my second job uh, and it was when I graduated high school, I was in college, whatever. And the way that they strategically priced their items, they would end things in the number eight in order to make (laughs) them sound more expensive than they are. So there was like some sort of marketing study that was done where it was like if something was, you know, $59, or something was fifty-eight dollars. Mm-hmm. The fifty-eight sounds more like prestigious or expensive or something like that. Yeah. So they str- strategically mm-hmm. price all their items to end in the number eight, because usually think about that. Because when you buy things, it's like okay, something is five ninety-nine, something is 99. eight ninety-nine. Yeah. You know, uh, nine one hundred and ninety-nine ninety-nine, whatever. So <laughs> it's like it doesn't yeah. hit that threshold. So it's like okay, yeah. it's below this price. It's under two hundred dollars or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, But the eight kind of like tricks your brain into thinking like, oh, whoa, like eight sounds more Maybe than we I are. Should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting. No, because no, like, I I do, do this thing where like, oh, it's ninety nine ninety nine. Like it's not you know whatever. We're not there yet. So it's cool. We're fine. It's cheap enough. It, when it's really not, it's you know. Throw the extra dollar on there and exactly. get out of here. Dude, I always round Eight up. is interesting. Yeah, eight, it's, it is interesting. Yeah. When I first heard that, I was like, okay, but why is everything marked as the number eight? But yeah, yeah. it's a marketing ploy. So. Maybe it's like, like a, a, I don't know, people might have an association with like uh, even numbers or something like that. And easier to compute. There's definitely association with even numbers. I, I see so yeah. many memes where you're turning on the TV or like you're changing, like the, what is it, like the volume? And if uh-huh, you get the volume uh-huh. at like, you know, a 10 or like a 5 or, you know, like a 6 or an 8, you know, it's like, oh uh-huh, my gosh, uh-huh. it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. That, it, people like, like even numbers, numbers, you know? Why do we like even numbers? <laughs> I think it's because we're like low-key hardwired to like have everything symmetrical. And even numbers, you know, you can pair off easily, cleanly. You know, there's no like outliers. You ever had like, um, I don't know a few things on your desk and you have three of them mm-hmm. and you're, they're not like equally spaced yeah. or you'll have like three and you really want four so that it can like match up perfectly yeah yeah i think like that majority of people don't want the the chaos of having like two that are perfectly aligned and then one that's just like way out there you know yeah i think i think that goes down to uh evolutionary biology like think about when you look at someone like you think about beauty right and you think about what, mm-hmm. okay what makes someone handsome or what makes someone beautiful and yes you can yeah. say there's a lot of different af- attributes to it but taking more of a you know quote-unquote superficial stance Simplistic. toward it yeah. right i think mm-hmm. that if you if someone's face is symmetrical right yeah. it usually leads towards or at least what i've read and what i've seen it's like mm-hmm. okay they're healthy like they have good genes you know, they, yeah. you know, things like that. Things, things are, are lining, lining up. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you don't have like, you know, lazy eye or something. No, it's all the same, you know, across the board. Because if people, if just... people like symmetry, yeah, it's, it's true. And what is it? Yeah. The, I think, I think it was like the Romans, the Roman architecture, the way that they did everything was like symmetrical to a certain degree. There's like a certain, there's this thing called like the golden ratio where it's mm-hmm. the, the width to the height and it's like 1.7 or something like that. It's like 1.7 yeah. width and then one to the height. And it's, that's the way yeah. that they would design like their, the architecture and the columns and stuff. It's pretty interesting to think about, you know, humans and like how we view things and what makes us, you know, what makes something beautiful and not. Things that, that we want to see, you know, and, and that's the thing too. too. We, we also, also have to break the society a little bit because, because there's, there's a, a thing where sometimes it's, it's not you that likes it this way it's society that has made you like that that way mm. so those few people there are people that like like those two things that sit on the desk here 
perfectly spaced, and then the one just like wildly out. Well, hold on, that's, that's interesting. So, what what do you think society has? So, for you, do you are there any instances where society has shaped your viewpoint on certain things, or like let's say beauty, for instance? So, like, do you do you feel like society has shaped what you view as like beautiful, maybe architecturally, uh, you know, with humans stuff like that? Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. I'm here renovating my bathroom, right? And I'm looking at putting in a niche or a niche, whatever, you know, people call it these days. And the niche, my dad was telling me, he's like, yeah, we could really put that over here to the side and just kind of, you know, box it off to the left-hand side or the right-hand side. And I was like, ah, but then there's not another one on the left, you know? It doesn't like, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. And he's just like but it'll work it'll function like yeah it'll function but it's not pretty yes aesthetic it's not like yeah it's not clean and like it's not an even number no so i was like all right if we're going to do that then we're going to do one that's perfectly centered in the middle with perfect symmetry perfect distance from this wall perfect distance from that wall and that's kind of like i want it like that because i've seen it a million times in that same clean scenario and someone else has told me that that looks good mm. so I also believe that that looks good yeah so like the validation you know? from others like when you get external validation from others saying that like yes this is the way that it should look that yeah. starts to alter your perception on mm -hmm. what potentially is beautiful and not yeah. yeah especially if it's more than one person too that's the thing like if you're not the only one that thinks this way and mm -hmm. there's 50 other people telling you hey you know the the world is flat all right there's 50 people telling me the world is flat and i'm the only one that thinks otherwise maybe the world's flat yeah <laughs> yeah but i guess the question is you know when do you which i think it's so hard when do you challenge society because i i definitely think that there are instances where society's wrong and it's yeah it's better to go against the grain I think you should listen to everything society has, but then, you know, draw the conclusion for yourself. But, like, with the, the, the niche thing, like, I've seen some now that, like, okay, in the corner is not bad. Hmm. It's not bad. I understand it's not bad. You know, it looks okay. Yeah. But for me, I think I also want this. But I understand that this is a thing that other people also do, and it, it, it works fine. It looks great. It it's a utility thing, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's good. But like, there was the moment of challenge. I, I someone threw me an offer to challenge. I was like, ah, no. I took it under advisement and said, nah. Yep. And that's yeah. okay. I think it's important just generally to consider others' opinions um, prior to yeah. making a decision. But I think we talked about this before. Think about who's giving their opinion and yeah. whether that opinion is worth being taken into consideration, right? If you're just talking to some bum on the street, you know, we've <laughs> talked about this before, are you really, yeah. should you really take life advice uh, from, from, bum. from this bum, right? Like, okay, where, yeah. where has this person's decisions brought them? And I think it comes from a book, um, <laughs> it comes from a book, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's one of those like, uh, mm. you know, like financial books and the Ten Commandments of the Richest Man on Babylon. But one um, of the things that he says is uh, you know don't ask a bricklayer to make you shields right so this was <laughs> this was taking place back in like dude back in like 500 yeah, you know, AD yeah. or something where you mm -hmm. know things like that but he, he's he's saying how if hire someone based on their specialty so it's like if you yeah. want someone's opinion like and, and as an example your aesthetic design right yeah you can talk to your dad yeah you can talk to yourself or maybe, right, I mean, obviously you don't have to farm this out, but just for, for the sake <laughs> of argument, right? You talk to an yeah. interior designer and you're like, okay, well, how would this look, right? You know, exactly. what, what's your exactly. experience? Because that's what they do all day long, right? So it's- Yeah, yeah. It, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm doing a design right now for my kitchen and mm. I'm thinking about ways that it could flush out. I think I shared some of that with you earlier. Mm. And I have a perspective of what I think would be great and modern and like hip and then I've heard other perspectives that are like, ah, really, what, uh, what you're thinking it might not be as hip or cool, yeah. you know? So we should probably, eh, nah, leave that alone, leave that alone. But I was like, ah, okay, I have an opinion, you have an opinion. Maybe we need a third opinion or an expert opinion, you know? And then take that expert and then take that under advisement again because, hey, 
we don't know where they might land. Yeah, very true. Yeah. But then ultimately take that information and then make the decision that you feel more comfortable with. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, you know, it's my decision. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Man, I got the I got the second dose of the COVID vaccine on Ooh. Thursday. The Pfizer. No, I got Moderna. No? I got Moderna. Moderna. Yeah. They're so, back in play? Yes. I mean, I got mine like four weeks ago, the first one, and then I got the second one, and I kind of felt like shit. So those people that are, mm. you know, actually getting vaccinated and that second dose, I felt like shit for a couple of days, but now I'm feeling better. But Pfizer just got FDA approved. Yeah, did you hear about I didn't that? see that. Yeah. 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 Yikes. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why do you say um, yikes? Why do you say that? So I was sitting um, uh, yesterday. Here, watched, here come the uh, compar- conspiracy theories, right? All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yesterday I watched um, uh, Joe Rogan was in Orlando at the Amway. That's right. Did you go? Yeah, yeah. So I went. How I was went he? for a short period. He was Joe Rogan, man. Yeah. <laughs> he was himself, to yeah. say the least. I mean, the crowd that he brought on was very interesting. And here's how I know, right? So I roll up to the, the, the Geico garage to go park the car, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm coming in, and the lady is there. She's like, she's like, are you here to see uh, uh, Cat Williams, or are you here to see Joe Rogan? And I was like, Cat Williams was, is at the Amway? Why did I buy Joe Rogan tickets? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah. And everybody went to the wrong Amway. Apparently, the old Amway is having uh, Cat Williams. And the same night that Joe Rogan is there at the new Amway, I'm just like... What is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why did no one advertise Why are there two Amway? Amways? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the old Amway and the yeah, new Amway. Yeah. I was just like, dang, I really wish I would have got Cat Williams tickets. Yeah. But anyways, you were there, right? Yeah, I was there. I was there. And um, uh, everyone asked me the same question. I think they were just asking everyone that was of a different, you know, nationality. Like, hey, you sure you here to see Joe Rogan? You don't have a cowboy hat on. Is it it because I'm black? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Are you asking me if I'm going to go to Cat Williams because I'm black? Is that what you're asking? (laughs) Yeah, bro. No, for real. Because, like, I walk in. Not even walking in. I'm in in, in the parking lot. And there's nothing but big trucks. And I'm just like... Really? "Mm, Okay. Okay, Joe Rogan crowd. Huh. Eh, We're in a red state. Yeah. Okay, all right. So then I roll in there, and one of the openers... uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was hilarious. But his jokes were like, if there were red state jokes, if it was like an an art form, he nailed it like to the T. I'm talking like we were riffing on Caitlyn Jenner. We were riffing on um, uh, 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 having transgender ESPN. So like they have their own sports league. I'm telling you, it was hilarious though. It was hilarious. But like, you know. He, the crowd that he had, you know, That's true. <laughs> the That's crowd true. that he had, yeah. and he's up there in a catboy hat, and it's like, all right, yeah, yeah, you're kind of funny, you're kind of funny. I mean, sometimes you got to know when the like culturally insensitive like humor is like on purpose. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, where was I going with this? I, yeah, I you, you were going to tell me about Joe Rogan and like how he was, and then we were actually talking about the vaccine as well. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So apparently. A little while ago, Joe Rogan mentioned something about the vaccine and how it was bad or, really? or just basically not endorsing it, right? Wow. And then he got the attention of, like, the prince, Prince Harry, and Prince Harry was, like, commenting back to Joe Rogan on, like, CNN, and he was mentioning, he's like, yeah, man, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm just like a comedian, you know? Like, I, like got the attention of a, a prince what <laughs> and he was he was just astounded like he's like yeah i woke up one morning and i turned on cnn and there's the prince talking about me <laughs> i'm just like that is crazy though that's like Yo, you know your average guy the influence though like yeah. I, I think I think he plays that off, but if you think about the type of influence <laughs> he's he's literally the number one podcast in the united states He's yeah, the number one yeah. podcast in the United States. Like, to say that the type of influence that you have, like, don't get me wrong. Like, he's comedian. He's funny. Like, he just says his opinion. Yeah. But a mm-hmm. lot of people listen to the listen to his podcast and listen to him. And a lot of people yeah. like 
like it's almost like a small cult following that that yeah. he has and like people love his <laughs> his his podcast and like the things that he says and don't get me wrong i've listened to his podcast and i think that there's a lot of great like he brings on a lot of cool people i think sometimes it's yeah. hit or miss to be honest and it's three yeah. hours so it's kind of long but oof. i mean yeah. but for someone like him so my point is for someone like him to not endorse the vaccine and to say like hey like i don't believe in it or whatever that yeah. kind of like creates a ripple effect you know of that course, can be that can be taken in many different ways so, and there's always those few people that don't don't understand jokes from like you know hey man i was cracking a joke versus hey yeah this is how i really feel yeah. i mean it may be how he really feels but you know a grain of salt with everything right yeah i, mean, I guess I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to ask your opinion though so like what do you think like do you so have you gotten the vaccine I have not. Mm -hmm. I am unvaccinated. And what is your and what is your reasoning behind being unvaccinated? So, uh, you know, when the first round hit, I was just waiting for everybody's superpowers to kick in and then I was gonna figure out Yeah, exactly, right? Right? I wanted to see like does Moderna give you like claws or does it the Pfizer, you know? <laughs> Which I one do see, I gotta like, get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Round round two. I'm, I'm after super guys... strength here. Which one's gonna give me the Super strength, flying. Can I combine them? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is it a build a superhero situation? What are we working with? You know. So I hung back. I was, you know, I, I have some some like not so good interactions with like the healthcare system mm. and my health personally over time. I mean, it's been a while. I'm a healthy guy now, but you know, I've had some struggles. So I was like, yeah, I'll just leave that alone and see what happens. And they say the young might be all right, you know. So I did contract COVID, you know, mm -hmm. for a period. And I did my stint. I stayed home, mm -hmm. did the whole shebang. And I thought I made it through. Everything's good. I didn't spread it. Everyone was good. And I think that, that right there for the unvaccinated is the ideal scenario. Yeah. I think the problem lies with people that are unvaccinated, contract COVID, and then spread COVID. Mm -hmm. So if you are vaccinated, you're young and you live through it and you do what you're supposed to do and stay at home, I think you, you're, you're probably not too bad, mm. you know? So do your part, stay home if you get COVID, but getting the vaccine, I just, I didn't feel no, but the, I, the I think, need I think myself. what you said earlier though is an interesting point. So you said that you don't, you don't really trust the healthcare system. Yeah, well, I've had some issues with, you know, just... Particular doctors or... Particular doctors, uh, different kinds of medicines and interacting with, with my body in particular. Mm. And, you know, I just, I was uneasy about it. Mm. I heard some people had some struggles, so I was like, ah, I'll wait it out a little bit, you know. I'll yeah. wait it out. I'll be all right. And then it got to a point where, okay, getting the vaccine doesn't protect you from Delta variant. So I'm just like, well, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand getting it for travel purposes or if you're at risk and need something to lessen the blow if you do contract it. But for me myself, I think I will be all right. So, hmm. eh. and I think I will take the, the necessary precautions to keep myself and others safe if I do contract it. Yeah. As I did the first time, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I was the same situation when I contracted it. It was, you know, I took the time away, you know, I yeah, quarantined, yeah. I did all that stuff. And I mean, one of the reasons why I got it is um, because potentially for traveling, it's like, hey, you know, in other countries, you need it. You need to have it in Europe. It's one of those things that you yeah. need to be vaccinated. And they're just like, hey, you need to be vaccinated. Um, so yeah. if I decide to do that, right, I want to just get it done. So that way it's not like a hassle worrying about it yeah you know? but yeah. but to be you know to be honest it's i mean i'm always honest right but i was feeling <laughs> the same way that you were feeling prior to being vaccinated so i i didn't get vaccinated because i was like okay i already had it um i'm healthy right i'm young i don't feel the need to but to be frank man it's at least here in the united states it's so easy to get it like yeah. <laughs> that it's yeah. almost like it's almost like after i did it i was like yeah, yeah okay whatever like 
why was I holding out? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it was one of those yeah. things, it was just like a minor thing. Oh, no, I have to drive to my local grocery store to like sit yeah. there for 15 minutes for them to give it to me. And then I literally yeah. walk out. You know, it's, it's, it <laughs> yeah, wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal, you know? So mm-hmm. now it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear the reasons why um, people choose not to. And so, I mean, maybe going back to it, does the F, how do you feel about the FDA approval? Does the FDA approval, like, does that, do you think that makes you feel more confident about getting it? Or so how does that impact your opinion on the vaccine? So I think for, for many people, the FDA approval will be a a point for them to like, Hey, okay, we're good. We're, we're, we're all right. Let's, let's keep moving. Right. But hey, man, FDA approved cigarettes still, so... What? You're lying. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> you know, so like... Eh, Are you know. lying? I don't know. No. So the, if you look into certain things like uh, peanut butter, uh-huh. peanut butter is FDA approved to have like, what is it? 1.25% rat hair inside peanut butter. There's a safety margin. And within that margin, they allow rat hair. <laughs> In peanut butter. Yeah, I've, so I've heard like, I've heard stuff like that before. But I think know, it's like, is any process perfect? <laughs> I don't know. Is any process yeah, perfect? Yeah, no, no. Like, because imagine, never. imagine what the cost. And I know this is crazy. And, <laughs> and it's you think about that, it's like, oh my god, rat hair. But yeah, imagine what the cost would be to your peanut butter if they had to have zero yeah. percent or like zero percent of everything, right? Because yeah, the yeah. likelihood of that happening. Think about where peanut butter. You know, I'm taking a very practical. I would say yeah. a very practical look at it. Um, but mm-hmm. if you think about where our foods are created and like what these facilities look like, yeah, I know everything looks very pretty in the packaging, but these facilities aren't <laughs> always like, you know, the, it's, everything isn't scrubbed yeah. with bleach, you know, 24 <laughs> seven, right? It's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. our body, agreed, agreed. our body, you know, it's, we can handle, we yeah, handle. man, we can yeah, handle yeah. it. It's like, <laughs> They're like slowly adding 1% each year to build our tolerance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I swear, that's what I'm going to do with my kids. Like everyone, you know, people are like, oh man, like clean the house and they can't, the kids can't run around like barefoot outside and like all this stuff. It's like, nah. no man, get your kid out there. Let them eat some dirt. Let them get sick. Like, yeah. because that's how, you know, your, how your you immune system, yeah, your immune system yeah. is literally like a muscle. Like if you exercise your muscle, your muscle will be strong. If you if yeah. you don't utilize that muscle, your muscle won't be strong. So yeah, you can keep your kid in a completely sanitized house, and yet in theory, you know, in theory, you'll keep them safe. <laughs> but in the long yeah. run, you won't. Yeah. You you actually damage them. <laughs> like you're yeah. literally damaging them. Like it's crazy. They're gonna man. go outside. Yeah, and their germs outside. You know. Exactly. And the thing with like the you know go run around barefoot. It, it's the same situation. Like your feet build calluses for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we adapt on purpose. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> not not for no reason. Well, sometimes for no reason, but we adapt on purpose. You yeah. know. No, yeah. for sure. I think I think the human body is a lot more resilient than we think. I just think that we are so used to being so comfortable and not having yeah. to, like, we tailor the world to our needs, like. Yeah. Like we should change <laughs> the world in order for us to be comfortable. We're not changing our habits in order to like yeah. make ourselves comfortable within this existing world. And I think that that's yeah. where humans are like, dude, it's like humans are like a freaking trash. virus, bro. Humans yeah. are trash. Dude, we are fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. We're dude, terrible. We are. We are. That's because, dude, we've reached this piece of society where we, we want to control everything and we think we have the control. We can engineer it, yeah. right? Yeah, they did a study and they looked at like different levels of civilization. So as civilizations Mm -hmm. start to evolve, the primary, like the one thing that increases over everything is the amount Mm -hmm. of energy that's consumed. Mm -hmm. So think about this. As we start to Mm -hmm. become a more advanced society, we create tools, we create machines, we do this. We start to essentially just use more energy. And that, like think about sci-fi video games. Right or or sci-fi <laughs> movies. Think about this: huge, advanced civilizations with massive spaceships that are traveling across like the galaxy. How much energy is that using? <laughs> and, like, think about yeah, that. Like, yeah. that's great. Like, that's crazy. You know, it's so it's not free. No, it's not. And where do we where do we get that energy? Where do we get you know all those things? But what I want to say is the human the human race is kind of like a virus. Like, think about this: 
we viruses what viruses do is viruses you know go onto a host and they spread like they basically inject themselves into mm -hmm. a body like a cell and they mm -hmm. recreate themselves and they utilize the resources within that cell just to reproduce and to damage it and destroy it and yep. then they shoot on to other cells and that's exactly what we're doing not only with earth but yep. now we're pushing to get to space to gather mm -hmm. more minerals go into the solar system <laughs> and it's like you know if yeah. we eventually if if we eventually achieve that like we're going to wipe out the universe you know yeah i mean really realistically will we wipe out the universe probably not cuz the yeah. universe is is crazy uh, I mean, in a few billion years, maybe, maybe, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I guess the question is, is, do you think the universe will even survive that long? I mean, is there a clock on it? Is there, that we know of, you know? Is, is there something that is coming that is going to cause a, a, I don't know, an extinction, an extinction level event for the whole universe? Is there another Big Bang? Is there a Big Bang Part 2? Like... I don't know if there's any like yeah yeah is there any impending so okay danger? so I watch I watch this video those that are kind of nerdy and like <laughs> you know like stuff like this there's this YouTube channel called In a Nutshell and it's called Kirk's mm. Kutzkatar it's I think it's a German word but it basically means in a nutshell and one of the things that they talked about was the actual achievable dist like if we were able to explore the universe how far would we actually get like in terms of the universe <laughs> in a lifespan yeah well not in a lifespan but just generally like literally in all of human capacity so think about okay. think about the universe itself the universe is constantly expanding right at what rate ah. is it expanding so it's it's expanding at whatever okay. rate it is i'm not quite sure but you know the video yeah. actually goes into really good depth but long mm -hmm. story short what they did is they said okay the universe expands at this rate we even if we were able to travel at the speed of light and the time that it would take for us to like inhabit planets and like do everything that we need that we would need to do in order to like colonize and move forward we would mm -hmm. only like we would only get to maybe like three percent of the entire universe in our <laughs> entire like that that's all we'd yeah. be able to achieve because the distance that's constantly moving and for us to be able to like colonize planets move at the speed of light and everything it's like yeah in theory Life is meaningless. Nobody. <laughs> like, it's, it's over, man. It's over. Yeah, yeah. It's around it back. Uh, yeah. No, no, it's it's insane. It's it's super interesting though no. to think about. Like, I don't know. It makes sense though. I mean, the, the the expansion of the universe. But like, how and when does it all end? I mean, we we see no evidence of anything that could finish the universe mm. thus far. I mean, we know that we've got evidence of us destroying our planet and saying the planet may be no longer existent or underwater in X amount of years based off of this projection. But like in terms of the universe, we haven't really gotten a global picture of how global, long global universal be there. Or universal, yeah, I want to say global. <laughs> we haven't really got a universal picture of when this will end or how it will end or if it will end. Yeah. You know? So, I guess I guess the I the question is itself though like will the human race even be around to see it like not even the human race but will will we yeah, yeah I mean, the human race right because we're the most advanced yeah. on our planet but will we even be around to see it and that's where I think it's like the question and I think that the question is I mean to answer the question probably no I don't think that we're going to be around to see the end of the universe and it's kind of scary to think about that yeah. and that's why <laughs> I think don't get me wrong like pushing to the stars is very important but I also yeah. think that like reflecting and saying like, hey, we have a really cool planet <laughs> that suits <laughs> us perfectly that we're on right yeah. now. So I think like taking care of our planet should be, you know, number one priority. priority. I think number one should yeah. be taking care of the planet and then number two should be exploring space. And then I think, yeah. you know, once, once we do that, then I mean, we'd be able to achieve a lot. That's the thing though. So we have exploring and building beyond but I think a lot of our issues are stemming from just human things like uh, the United States wants to capture the moon uh, Russia wants to capture the moon well the United States wants to kinda go green but Russia doesn't want to go green but we want to go nuclear but you know I, I think we fight each other a lot on some of these global issues 
and that'll kind of push us away from having a joint agenda you know we're getting in our own way yeah yeah humans literally got, get in our we get in our own way that's yeah we have global tasks that we need to accomplish and like kind of everyone knows it right we need to save the earth uh save all the kids uh green energy and then we need to explore and innovate right those are tasks that everyone probably agrees with but the amount of blockers in between all of those globally is just like ah you know it's ridiculous man there was a there was a whole thing that happened in paris a few years ago it was the clean energy summit i think that's what it was yeah called. and mm -hmm. all of the countries you know that are part of the united nations i believe um got mm -hmm. together and they said hey you know, we want to put take on this pledge, which I think was by 2030, or it was something like that. We want to have, mm -hmm. you know, X amount of emissions or whatever the goal was, but it was a significant goal. But yeah, I think yeah. it was more of, which is unfortunate, because what they're talking about now is that when you reflect on what they discussed there versus what progress has been made, very minimal yeah. progress has been made, right? It's more of like, you know, hey, Chris, I'll tell you that I'll pay you back five bucks, right? And then it's like, mm -hmm. but if I don't pay you back the five bucks or there's no like eh. written document or there's no like anything yeah. that says like, hey, if you don't do this, you have to pay this or, you know, whatever it is, then it's... No repercussions. No, yeah, there's no repercussions. And, and that's the thing. It's it's like, what do you do? Do you, do you, do you try to like say, hey, if you don't go 50% green by 2025, we're gonna go bomb your nation. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and who's doing the bombing? Who's yeah. paying for these bombs? You know, <laughs> like. And these bombs no, are gonna add even more carbon emissions. So it's like. It's, exactly, yeah, it's, and we're back again. Yeah. We're back so again. I don't know. Spot. Trying to like, uh, I'd say trying trying to build a, a system of punishment off of it is rough, but what we've been doing, at least here in the U.S., is we've been trying to incentivize it at a lower level for individuals we're trying to incentivize for businesses you know uh, that way we can we can push you there instead of slap you back if you like don't do it you know yeah. i think i think the true way if they really want to change things is to make laws i think that's the only way it's like if you want to do business in our country or you want to do this you need to abide by this law Right. So yeah. think about think about the the amount of money that that the United States generates and the amount of businesses that come here because of for whatever reason. In addition to the market mm -hmm. share that, if if you're looking at a global audience, China. So China is a huge market, right? So a lot of companies are yeah. trying to push to get into China. If if the leaders of these countries say, mm -hmm. hey, in order for you to do business in here, right? So as an example, let's say a grocery store, right? If if you want to open a grocery store in the United States. You can't have any plastic bags. You can't. You can't like you like you're not allowed to give plastic bags. They're not for free. Or or if you are to give plastic bags, there's going to be a tax that's added. So yeah, there California. Yeah, exactly. So there's these little things that I think you can do in order to push businesses and ultimately push consumers in the right yeah. direction. And I think that's what needs to yeah. happen. In addition to personal choice, right? I mean, I think that it comes. It's it's everyone. But I think it starts because I don't think you should give the consumer the choice, right? Yes, we can do little mm. things in order to minimize my lifestyle. Yes, I can make sure my lights are shut off. Yes, I can make sure when I leave the house, my AC is uh, higher. Yes, I can make sure that, you know, I'm doing everything that I need to do, like personally to keep my, to yeah. keep everything on the minimum. But for every, mm -hmm. for, but if you think about this in the United States, for every person that there is like me, let's say, who I mm -hmm. like try to, you know, make sure my energy costs are minimum. I try to not throw away too many things. I, I mean, obviously yeah. I, I throw my fair share. I just try to not do it as much. I try to take, you know, minute showers that are a minute or two faster, things yeah. like that. For every one person, little things. for every one person that is aware and that are doing these things, there's at least 10 people who don't give a shit. <laughs> yep. Yep. They're just living like that because they were not taught otherwise and they only have the opportunity or the chance to do the way that they've been taught and it or they have the options they have the 50 options but the way that they've been doing it is the way they're going to keep doing it yeah yeah, yeah. so it almost becomes but, a reflection right like you need to reflect yeah. and say okay well yeah the what are the little things that i can change to help to help yeah right and that's where we are now so now we have 
it's, it's on you to make the difference. I mean, we'll empower you by trying to educate you on how to do better. But beyond that, it's, it's up to you. But recently there was um, Chinese solar panels that mm -hmm. were being produced by child labor in China and they were being shipped here to the US in mass. And I think it was like a week ago that they actually stopped accepting those shipments because they understood the source. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a, a, a big power play for the government to say, uh, no, 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 no. We, we, we don't want to associate with child labor. We have laws against that here. So by accepting your foreign product that was produced illegally to us, like you vote with your dollar. You, do you vote with your dollar. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it's, it's very interesting to. though. Yeah. yeah, it's it's tough, man. But again, I, I just think it's up to like. Don't get me wrong. It's up to us, and I think we make these personal choices. But I think it's also up to institutions to and, and governments really to to force these businesses into making uh, different decisions right it's yeah yeah mm. I think the, the initial approach should be incentives mm. and then if the incentives aren't heard or we're not meeting our target based off the incentives then we need to begin to create policy yeah. but I think we need to start with giving the choice you know we give the choice see how it plays out if we're on target to reach our goal Okay, we'll just keep rolling with that. But if we're not, then we can start hitting with the, the hard hitting policies because these policies, they will start to, like it, it's it's going to be a load on the consumers, on the business owners. It, it's going to be an extra thing that they have to do, you know. But like, uh, if you do an incentive program, it's they want to do it because they're incentivized to do it. So. It, it kind of makes them feel a little better about it and you get your goal accomplished. I, I believe incentivizing people to do things is a lot more effective in most cases than forcing them to do it yeah. or saying you must do it, you know? Yeah. No, I would agree. Um, I think in incentivization, so like positive reinforcement. Um, yeah. But then there comes at the end of the day, it's like, okay, if you think about raising your child, uh, mm -hmm. If he keeps acting up, you know, sometimes he needs a little smack in the mouth. <laughs> I mean, true, true. <laughs> hey, you're right. Hey. You're right. <laughs> a one, two, hey, hey, calm down, son. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll been make there, you calm down. There. All right. Hey, I took a few in my day. <laughs> right. Do you? Uh, so you think you think hitting children is okay? Like hitting your own child? Hell yeah, it's your kid, man. <laughs> I grew up that way and I didn't grow up so bad. Yeah. I I hear plenty of other people say otherwise, but I don't know. It 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 has to come from a sense of love, you know. It can't be a I'm an upset parent, so I'm going to whoop your ass, yeah. you know. It, yeah. it has to be a you did something bad and I'm letting you understand that this is your punishment mm -hmm. for doing that. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy I have to whoop your ass, but I have to whoop your ass, yeah. you know? And that's kind of how my parents came across it. So like, you know, I was okay with that. I mean, not okay at the time, obviously. <laughs> but, you know? It hurt my soul. It did, it did. Going back to your like past self, like when you're, I don't know, when you're like eight or nine, like, hey man, <laughs> like, it, like it's your older self, like looking at yourself crying, like, bro, you deserved it. Sorry. You messed up, bro. <laughs> That's on you. That's on you, dog. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I agree. I don't think that, I, I think that if it's called for, then it's okay. Like, well, and, and yeah. obviously each, every situation is different. I think that if you mm -hmm. can, if you can handle situations through words, yeah, um, I think that you should, and you should try to do that. Yeah. But if it comes to a point where you know you need to do something physically, then yeah, I mean, do that. I think. Yeah. You just need to be mindful of, like you're saying, like you were saying, right? It's not just you're an angry parent; it's your, yeah. you know, yeah. Because. And they have to understand it too. You have to communicate that to them. Yeah. Or else it may just seem like, oh, he's just an angry parent, you know. I mean, yeah, I messed up. I did something to upset you, obviously, because I did something I wasn't supposed to do. But you need to clarify that I'm not hitting you because I'm mad. I'm hitting you because you did something bad and you need to understand the consequences. Yep. And how do you, and do you think this same rationale translates to pets? 
Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah. Like, hey, you've been bad. No, you need, uh, I think a big part of like training animals, I, I, I don't own any animals myself or are like, you know, have any probably useful information on them. But I would say that <laughs> but like, my opinion is, <laughs> but my opinion is, my opinion, <laughs> if I had an animal that I had to train, I would train them so that they understand when they do something wrong, there is a negative reaction. You understand that by knocking over this plant, you inflict pain on me, so I must inflict pain on you so you understand what you've done. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never do it again because you know by doing this, you will get that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of what you're, what you're trying to do. I mean, it's uh it, it's, it's psychology really. Like, hey, okay, the 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 mouse trap. You have a mouse here, you hit this button, you get cheese. You hit this button, you get stunned. Yeah. You know, you hit this button once. Okay, never again. I yeah. learned my lesson. You know, no, that's now that's if true. it's repetitive, mm -hmm. if it's repetitive, like your kid is acting out severely and you're just giving ass whooping after ass whooping after ass whooping, then like, all right, we got to try something else. <laughs> yeah. Because <you know? laughs> either I'm not hitting hard enough or this kid doesn't understand, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, some kids are like that. Some kids are like that. I used to get my ass beat a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. A lot. I was not a good kid. Hmm. I was not. Really? For a, for a while. Yeah. Why? Like, why were you... Like, what do you mean you weren't a good kid? Like, what does that mean? I had bad grades. I was messing around with the wrong, like, like kids. I was doing all kinds of things I shouldn't have been doing. I was, I was like, sneaky about stuff. Mm. I was, uh, you know, just doing shit I wasn't supposed to be doing as a yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, hey, I got my ass beat for it. But, you <laughs> know... Yeah, it happened. Did you still later. do it? Did you still do it after it? <laughs> well, they weren't hit hard enough, happened. I guess. They weren't hit hard enough, I guess. There's one of two things that happened. It's either I got smart enough to not do it, mm -hmm. or I got smart enough to do it smarter. <laughs> yeah, and that's what happens, you know? Yeah, you figure it out. Yeah. It depends on what it is, you know, what you want. Why am I so motivated to do this bad action, right? Yeah. I guess it's like when when I think when I was a kid, I was never like a bad kid. I never did things like to be bad, you know. Like yeah, I, I never, yeah. I never was like, I never was like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, put a lizard down this kid's pants <laughs> or like I'm never, yeah. you know, I was never that type of kid. Like where I was like trying to, like I was never malicious trying intent. to be, yeah, malicious or mischievous or. I was never yeah. trying to do those things. It was more of like the things that I just did sometimes would happen <laughs> to be perceived that way, even though I might have just yeah. been like a regular kid just doing regular things. Like as an example, yeah. when I was in um, when I was in like pre-K, it was when we were living mm -hmm. in Miami and I went to this, you know, pre-K thing where it was kind of like daycare, but it was also pre-K, right? Like your parents would drop you off, pick you up in the morning. Yeah. And we had like this big area where we would all play and there was like an old boat there that they had like nice little swing set like and it was massive okay. and it might have been massive yeah. just because i was like three feet tall so maybe it seemed more <laughs> big than what it was but true true it, dude but it felt like it felt like an acre of of land that they just let the kids run that's how it yeah. felt right that's how it felt when that's i was cool. three years old yeah yeah but you i know, mean you know i was acre, three years old or whatever quarter acre yeah you know? no like <laughs> dude it felt like it felt massive <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I remember there was this big tree in the middle, huge tree, like really nice, like oak tree. Like you could, you know, you would have. I don't yeah. even think you'd be able to wrap your arms around it. So it was, it was huge. <laughs> and I remember mm -hmm. there was these two twins that I would hang out with. Like there were these two little blonde kids, and we, you know, I would mm -hmm. hang out with them, run around. We'd be playing Power Rangers and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I remember telling them like, or we were talking about it, and we were like, oh, we have to use the bathroom. We have to use the bathroom. And they were like, oh yeah, we can just pee on on the tree. On the tree. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, okay. Okay. So then, <laughs> so then they go, they, they pee on the tree, and, and you know, they pee on the tree. I watch them pee on the tree. I'm like, okay, cool. So I freaking whip, I out, whip out my ding dong. I, I go, and literally as soon as I do it, I, I let it run. The teacher, like, and you think about, dude, this huge tree is in the middle of this acre, and these kids are over here peeing on it, and the teacher yeah. sees me, and I'm the one that gets in trouble. Like, Caught. Jacob, like, you should have told us, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, like, they peed. And, of course, they didn't believe me because I was the only one that was peeing. Mm -hmm. So I'm the one that got in trouble. 
It's ridiculous. <laughs> Got man. caught red-handed. Yeah, because it can seem like... But yeah. then again, when you're three, it's not like you're, you know... Yeah, okay, nah, dude, kid nah, pees nah, on the tree. Nah, when, when, do you think, when do you think, like, kids actually start to think, you know, in Before terms of act? that... Mo- no, but what I, what I mean is in terms of that malicious intent. So, like, because mm. that's, that's interesting to think about. So, mm-hmm. I think children in general are innocent, right? Like, yeah. Because think about it, They have no, like... Dude, they're just walking around, yeah. like, you know, looking Dude, at picking stuff. Picking up things yeah. and doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and it's interesting, like, it's almost like, when do you think that they start to think about, like... Positive even, and negative effects. Yeah, like, po- like not that. only positive and negative effects, but almost, like, in terms of, like, manipulation and, like, doing things mm. just to see the reaction and, like, starting to behave potentially maliciously. I would say I would say that can I would say that type of stuff probably happen. I mean I'm not an expert right so don't quote me mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that happens around four to five years old. I feel like around four to five years old they've seen enough, they've interacted mm-hmm. with people, and they can start mm-hmm. to like differentiate and potentially even start to like lie about things. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think the lying uh, starts to come around like four or five, like like actually lying, yeah. knowingly lying. Mm-hmm. I think four or five. But I do think that that kids start to do things with malicious intent at like two maybe three Mm. like they'll they'll do like things to be sneaky or like what are you doing with that you know you're not supposed to have that but like they they've only thought as far as i'm picking it up and i know i'm not supposed to pick it up that's Mm. it yeah they haven't thought beyond that as to like, oh yeah, this is gonna be bad. Mom's gonna hate this. Yeah, but I'm gonna keep doing it because that's why. You know, <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to do it, but it's fun, so I'm gonna pick it up anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's the like the two, three. I'm just, you know, I'm gonna be bad. Just kind of do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not thinking about it. Impulsive. It's just a thing. Impulsive. Impulsive. Because then you haven't really developed like the frontal lobe where you're fully building out scenarios because that's what we do nowadays, right? As an adult, you'll think about something and you'll take the next six yeah. courses of action into into account. Like, okay, I, I, okay, I do X, then Y. Then, so, like, if, if I do yeah. X, then Y or XY is going to happen. So, like, and mm-hmm. then you start to almost mm-hmm. build out this this chain of, of reactions that would happen based yeah. on that X decision. Yeah. yeah. And then some people even take it further and look at the other, like, infinitely many possibilities stemming from step y or step x y you know and they'll say oh well what if this person reacts this way and then i have to take the conversation this way and that kind of happens when you start to add people into that path you know Mm -hmm. the decision path so now you have like a bunch of different variables like i think it might go this way but it might go this way and building those pathways based off of like things you do kids don't innately have that at a very young age because they they can only think as far as like what's in front of them and what's for lunch. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, but I the think primitive things. I, I almost think that that allows, if you think of it, that almost allows children. Yes, it's impulsive, and yes, they maybe don't. Yeah. They maybe don't consider all the things that they should consider when they make decisions, but mm-hmm. it does make them decisive. Yeah, because they yeah. say like, okay, I pick this up or I don't pick this up, and they say, okay, Done. I'm not going to pick it up because of this. But then they don't think, Done. you know, and or they say, yeah. okay, I picked it up, and then okay, let's see what happens. And I, yeah. And I think that you know, people in general, uh, especially as we get older, that scenarios that think about how many times you've done that, and even our listeners, think about how many times you you've, and who knows, maybe you're an extremely decisive person, <laughs> but maybe you've just <laughs> brought something out where it it's you. That breeds overthinking. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. So like then yeah. you overthink the decision and then you're like looking back mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, it's like, no, okay. Yeah. You have, you have decision X, Y, and Z, weigh your options and then decide and move forward. Like go with your gut yeah. and just do it. Because then Sometimes. I think indecision is what inhibits people from like not only taking action, but like progressing in a lot of things. Yeah. Just this yeah. indecision where they, they just can't make a decision because yeah. of the fear that it may be the wrong decision, right? I completely agree. I completely agree. I have um, yesterday or last week, I was telling this girl, I was like, yeah, we're going to go on a date on Saturday. It's going to be great. And she, I was like, well, what do you want to do? I was, well, she's like, oh, you plan it out. Just, just, 
you know, you make the plans, you pick it out. It's like, surprise me. I was like, women don't okay, want to make, yeah, okay. usually my experience, yeah. women don't like to make a lot of decisions. But that's just yeah, my yeah. experience. So I was like, uh, okay, I'll figure it out. This is like Wednesday, right? And then I'm just like, uh, I'll work it out. I'll work it out. She's like, are you like an indecisive person? And my theory for myself is like, I'm indecisive until it gets down to the money. Mm. So... I didn't make any plans until Saturday morning at like 5 a.m. I was in bed. I was like, all right, I need to figure this out. I sat down. <laughs> 5 a.m. Dude, talk about yeah, procrastination. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If anything school has taught me is that you can get things done on the dime in the moment. Yeah. So literally, I, got, I did some light research a few days before, got a few general things. But then come Saturday morning, 5 a.m., I was like, all right, it's time to nail it down. Mm-hmm. I sit there and I said, boom, 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 we're doing this, order tickets, order ticket for that, order ticket for that, this time, that time, boom, done. Case closed, now I'm chilling. Agreed. And I think, like, for me at least, my indecision will last until the deadline or until slightly before the deadline. Mm. So that's why I think putting deadlines on things for myself works really well, especially when it's like, some a deadline that will affect someone else or something else so if the deadline is just for me like uh, i don't know chris you have to wash your car i don't have to wash my yeah. car <laughs> you know <laughs> so what my my thing about decisions is like i like to put the amount of thought that i put in each decision that i make is dependent on the importance of the decision so, mm. you know, what type of ice cream I'm going to get is really not an important type of decision. Where we're going to go yeah. to eat for me is not a very important decision. To, so for me, that means the amount of thought and effort I'm going to expend in, mm-hmm. in, in my mind, you know, the thought and effort that I have is limited. Day to day, it's very limited. Yeah. So for me yeah. to, like, expend you know, the amount of energy that I think some people do in making these decisions that are in the big scheme of things, like irrelevant, like that's when I make effort. So as an example with my girlfriend, it's like, she's very indecisive at times. Like there'll be where it's like, okay, we want ice cream. Okay. We go to, you know, cause it's a Saturday night or whatever. We had dinner we want to have a dessert. Okay, cool. We go, we go, we we go to the grocery store, right? (laughs) No, but we go to the grocery store and it's like, okay, okay. We can either get, you know, uh, drumsticks, which are like those uh, cones with the ice cream and they're covered in chocolate, or we can get like these ice cream sandwiches. And she's like, you know, I, I don't know. And I'm like, who cares? Right. (laughs) This doesn't like, literally this doesn't matter. She's like, oh, but which one should we pick? And she's like, oh, but this yeah. one, you know, this one, I mean, it could be good this way, but this one could be good this way. And we're sitting there, dude, like, and it's like, okay, but dude, we're there for two minutes. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm, I literally don't care. I want to expend zero effort. Decision. So yeah, but I'm like, okay, look, this is how we're going to decide. We do, we, sometimes I do rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. I don't feel like thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, let's let fate decide. So your drumsticks, I'm, I'm, you know, ice cream sandwiches. And then we're like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then, okay, done. Grab it. I grab it and then yeah. I start walking. And this is the thing that kind of annoys me sometimes. If you, <laughs> if you ask, and just generally, this is for listeners, man. If you mm-hmm. ask someone to make a decision, if you, if you are giving them the response, the power, the, yeah, the power, right? If you're giving them that, the, the decision, you're like, Hey, you make the decision. Here you go. I don't have an opinion or I, I give you my opinion on it, but you make the decision. And when you hand over that and they make the decision, don't <laughs> go back and say, oh, but you know, we should have yeah. did this. Like, don't do that because that yeah. like, is annoying, right? Because then yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. why did you give me the power to make the decision? You know? <laughs> yeah. So Especially if it's yeah. something like that where you could go either way yeah. and you're uncertain and it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Much. Yeah, it literally doesn't yeah. matter. Okay, yeah. wh- what is the what's the biggest impact of picking <laughs> one ice cream over the other? Like, okay, this ice cream <laughs> sucks. Okay, oh, I wish I would have had yeah. drumsticks. Okay, now we know next time we're gonna get drumsticks. Next That's time. it. Yeah, done. End the conversation. Yeah. But then for me, oh, it's like, gosh. okay, if you're thinking about, it's like, all right, you know, I'm gonna get a raise, or I'm gonna get, I know that I'm gonna get promoted. Right, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna have an extra—I don't know—just throwing a number out there. Five hundred dollars coming in for a month. How am I gonna divvy this up? Okay, that's something that I'm gonna sit down. Okay, let's think about like yeah. where's your current distribution of your of the extra income that you have. 
Do, are you meeting any of their contribution limits to any of the retirement accounts? Like, okay, where's your savings yeah. at? You know, what's your current savings rate? Like, okay, do you have any debt that we should pay? So these are the things. Analysis. Exactly. These are the things where I don't mind taking the time and the effort to mm-hmm. decide on those things. Or it's like if you're looking at a real estate property, it's like, all right, you know, that's where you spend the time and the mental effort to, to execute that decision, right? To think it out. But if yeah. I'm but if I'm constantly expending my effort to make these bullshit decisions, then I'm not <laughs> gonna have any effort left to make yeah. important decisions, right? So no, it's, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I that's sense. my thought process around decision making and yeah. You gotta efficiently use your time and, and your energy, and, and it makes sense because sometimes with those little things, they just kind of take up space in your head. And you're just like, why? No, just be done, okay? You know, like it's it's a simple thing. Just roll forward. I had the same discussion. Like, so I had to pick out a shower head, mm. and I'm looking for Such the one a that dad I want. Thing. You're fucking dad already, bro. <laughs> How old are you, 22? You had to pick out a shower head. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to pick out something that's hip, something that's affordable, and something that, like, meets the needs of, you know, what I want and fits the space, fits the color tone. All these attributes have to play together, right? So I can't just, all right, first one on Amazon that's on sale, you know? This thing, I have to sit down, break it out. I have to figure out the amount of money I have to spend. I have to figure out when I need it by, how fast can I get it, you know, things like that. I have to put a little bit of effort into that. But during that time, I felt like I was so indecisive because I saw so many different things, but there were so many different, like... Options, sizes, Options, exactly. None of the factors all lined up together. So for me, it was like a, okay, I finished plumbing up the bathroom to this point all right i just need to get something now so it was okay that morning bang 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 gonna get this one all right done it's here finished you just gotta decide but for, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah for smaller things i like the, the the thing you mentioned with the uh the rock paper scissors my buddy actually showed me this technique of um making decisions so you do the same thing you assign values to uh, an arbitrary thing so Say instead of your chocolate, I'm, I'm five years old, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we do one and two. You have someone else with you. You say one or two. You tell them the values, right? Say, uh, Jacob, I can't choose between vanilla and strawberry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, vanilla, right? Nope. Strawberry's trash, but yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Now you will call vanilla one and call strawberry two, but you won't tell me that. And then you you ask me one or two, mm. and then I say uh, one. So I'm still making the decision. And then when you tell me vanilla, I say either okay, yeah, vanilla, let's go for it, or immediately have the reaction. Nah, I don't really want vanilla. I want a strawberry. And then I go get the strawberry. Hmm. Okay. So it's I'm making the decision, but you're assisting me in making the decision. And then if the one that I've chosen randomly is not the one that I actually want, then my knee-jerk reaction will be like, ah, nope, I didn't actually want that. Nope, nope, let's go with the other one. Okay. You kind of build a little bit of accountability because me and you have now decided that number one is what we're going to choose. But then, like, it's a hard stop because, oh, no, 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 I don't actually want it. Mm. Or you do, it's easy, it's simple, and we've both decided, I've decided, and you're holding me accountable, that that's what I'm getting. Okay. And that works so well. I like that. So well. I like that because then the person that's deciding, yeah, I mean, just to, not to reiterate too much of what you said, but I like that mm-hmm. because if there is a moment where they, you know, are like, oh, wait, I actually didn't want that, then they're going to make that known immediately, right? And right then that's there. when you reverse course and you can say, okay, so now we're going to get this. And this is, but then I think there needs to be a point where, yeah. like, you shut it down. It to be it's, like, it's like, okay, yes. like, you, you said no to this, so we're going to get this, and let's move on, right? Like, yeah. And then don't mention yeah. this again, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is 100% up to the, the other person that, that yeah. that's assigning the one and two values to be like, all right, you said one, and then go get item number one and put it in the cart and get the hell out of the store. Yeah. And then while you're getting it, if that person says, oh, no, actually, you have a few seconds to switch it, and then we're rolling. Yeah. We're on to the it's next done. thing. Yeah. Yeah. One thing, gotta, one thing that I think people are, 
people definitely experience a lot, which we, which I mentioned earlier is like deciding restaurants, right? Especially like new yeah. restaurants. I think that it's tough. Um, <laughs> but I think that in order to just to get over, sometimes I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So think about this. Sorry, I'm going in a lot of different directions. But imagine we're on, because me and you've like met up with friends sometimes and then we just go to bars. Like we're, we're walking around different bars, we're out, right? Yeah. People like to do extensive research. People like to, you know, look and it's like, okay, am I going to, if, if we need to decide on the next bar to go and I'm not very familiar with the area, am I going to sit on my phone for the next 10 minutes and look at different <sighs> places? And I think nah. what happens is when you, when you are the person that is making the decision, sometimes there's pressure to say like, yeah. oh, this better be the right decision. Or if we go to the next bar and it sucks, it's your fault, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But then I think I think what I've been doing, that uh, which you've been around when I've said this, is that I let people know that I have no idea and I'm literally just going yeah, for it. And I just shooting. tell I tell people like I'm, we're rolling the dice. That's it. Yeah. I just tell them like, hey, we're gonna go here. I've never been there. Uh, I don't know. I'm just it's right Might here. And this is what I see. Okay, we're rolling the dice. And let's five stars, yeah, or not three stars. <laughs> Who not? knows? Yeah. Let's let's just go, close. right? Exactly. Let's the hurt. Yeah. Exactly. And then I think when you, especially when things like that, where you might have pressure, and the decision really, and if you think about that, okay, the next bar, if it's a dud, it's like, okay, is that really going to be impacting the rest of your life? I mean, probably not. Two blocks. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Exactly. Yeah. So I think if you kind of release that pressure by just letting people yeah. know that, like, hey, like you know, I'm rolling the dice. Let's see what happens. Then that you know, gives people yeah. that impression. It's like, okay, like our expectations. Now you've kind of thrown the expectations out of the window. Now people aren't yeah. like, oh my God, like, cause if you're like, oh yeah, guys, I know this cool bar, like this place looks really cool. Now you're, it, now yeah. you're saying like, oh yeah, you this bar, up. it says five stars. Like we should go yeah. here. Now everyone's like, oh, five star bar. Like we're going to go somewhere great. Right? Whereas if you say, <laughs> yeah, hey guys, yeah. I have no idea. This looks like it's, it's right here. Let's, let's roll the dice and see what Might happens. Might be legit. Yeah, and yeah. then they're like, okay, well let's, you know, they, they almost, you almost manage the expectations of the people around you to come in yeah. with an open mind. And yeah. I think that that's, that's very important. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, you definitely want to manage the expectations, especially when you don't know yourself. And you know, when you vouch for a, a restaurant or, or a place like that, it's, it's very important that like, at least to me and I'm sure to you as well that like oh man yeah I've been to this place the place is stellar you know when I drop a recommendation it's like you know yeah I, I, know I like it's going great. there yeah and yeah yeah mm -hmm. I like it and I think you'll like it so let's do it but when like you're just cruising and you've got time to cruise then it's just all right yeah let's go check it out might be cool might not be if it's Who not knows? yeah it's all good it's all good now we know stay away <laughs> And that's cool. I mean, you know, when you have the time, though, that's the thing. Sometimes you're in a time crunch and you have to, like, you know, we're, bars are closing. Or we only want to check out one more spot, you know. Let's just hit one more spot real quick and we'll feel it out. Or you just don't, you know. Yeah. But if the pressure's on, you you know, you got you to gotta make a decision. You just got to go for it. Yeah, just got to go and for it. And even if you're on a date, man, just tell them, like, you know, if, if you yeah. feel pressure and you really are unsure, like you manage the ex, as long as you manage expectations, like everything's going to be fine. If you manage the yeah. expectations of your group, like, like, and you keep them low, like everything's mm -hmm. going to be anything above, like, you know, people doing heroin in the bathroom is going to be great. Right. So, like, <laughs> yeah, man. Keep, uh, keep yes. everyone's expectations low. And then, and then ultimately, like moral of the story, like put your effort towards decisions that matter. Like, yeah, yeah, that's. That's the moral of the story. Cut the bullshit, cut the fat, and get it done. That's right. Make decisions, people. Make decisions, all right? <laughs> we are giving you the power to make decisions. And if, yeah. you give the, and if you give someone the power to make a decision, don't be an asshole. Say that they did great, <laughs> all right? Get it done. Get yeah. it done. I've had a, a, like, a, a mantra that I've been like, kind of just reiterating to myself oddly recently. It's been, um, ah, shoot, what was it? Uh, now I've forgotten it, of course, of course. <laughs> but basically the gist of it is let's do it, yeah. you know, let's get it done. Whatever it is, send let's it. just do it. Send it. Send yeah, it. basically send it. It's basically send it in a nicer, you know, a little more fluffy. Yo, to, to shift the conversation, uh, there's two things actually. So the first one was Hurricane Irma or Ura. Ura. I think it's Irma or Irma or something like that. But it's this hurricane that's currently going up the Gulf Coast and is right now hitting Louisiana. Category four. Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah. So shout out to anyone in Louisiana. I hope everyone's safe. I mean, we've gotten really not a lot of hurricanes, I'd say. Yeah. No, we've actually done pretty good this season so far. I mean, they've been going around us, basically. So we, we've, we've been pretty lucky. We've been pretty lucky. Make sure you keep that into account and when you're uh, getting your house together, man. Yeah, no, I mean, shoot. If they decide to take my roof, that's okay, because I need a new one anyway. So, <laughs> God, if you want to send it this way, I wouldn't be too upset. Just hope but, your insurance, yeah. you get your insurance right, man. Get your insurance right. Uh, yep, yep. I pay my deductible, and uh, you guys should be able to take care of that, right? Oh, yep. <laughs> I'm not asking for it. I'm praying for it. Hey. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks for walking down the hallway with us. Uh, Chris, been a pleasure. I hope you have a good rest As of your always. weekend. Sunday, Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. What else are you doing? Uh, more work, more work. work. Yeah, I got the rest of this bathroom to plumb up, and ugh. for some reason, there's been a shortage of PVC across like Lowe's and Home Depot. So shortage of everything. Welcome to the I know. COVID world. The COVID world. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. It has been our pleasure to distribute episode eight we hope episode eight is great episode eight is great all right <laughs> <See ya. laughs>